Hi, you're listening to Lightbulb Moments. I'm Steve Sutton. Lightbulb Moments is a place where you can come to learn how to have higher quality conversations, stronger connections, and better relationships. I want to talk today about what a low quality conversation actually looks like. Many of us are having them frequently, but we haven't really named them. And so today I want to spend some time getting really good at identifying and becoming sensitive to and naming what a low quality conversation is so that you know what you're targeting in your relationships. We're also going to talk about how to turn a low quality conversation into a high quality conversation over the next couple of weeks. A low quality conversation can take on a lot of different characteristics, but I'm going to talk about some of the more common ones here today. You may recognize that you've been stuck in some of these patterns in your relationships, and I want you to begin to catalog the ways in which you and your partner might be having low-quality conversations and come up with a name for them and see if you can introduce that name into your relationship so that you and your partner are using a common language and you can begin to say, hey, I think we're in this low-quality conversation right now. Naming things and having a common language can be a very powerful tool for couples or really anyone in a relationship. So I encourage you to experiment with it. Label stuff, identify it, categorize it, and share your observations with your partner so that the two of you can look at it together with a common understanding of what you're referring to. All right, here's some of the common ways these manifest in partnerships. One great way you can know you're in a low-quality conversation is when the focus of the discussion is on describing your partner's behavior. These are arguments in which one person is telling the other person what they know, what they're doing. And oftentimes you'll notice that each partner seems to believe they know more about their partner than their partner does. They're talking about, you are always doing this or never doing that. It's essentially logging a complaint about a pattern of behavior that's been observed. And lo and behold, what typically happens when we go to our partner and level this complaint is we're met with defensiveness. It's a reflex, really. The vast majority of people you know, when someone tells them they're doing something wrong, will initially feel that the accusation is unfair, and they'll make an attempt to defend themselves. This is the start of a low-quality conversation. It's the start of a debate about who's right and who's wrong, and it's a great way to waste time and have an unproductive argument in a relationship that matters to you. Another calling card of a low-quality conversation is that it's full of blame. Blame is not something most people want to be associated with, so I really want to challenge you to keep an open mind that you, like just about everybody else, is far too focused on blame in your relationships. Even if that doesn't resonate with you as you hear me say it, keep an open mind and really challenge yourself to confront the degree to which you have subscribed to thinking that figuring out whose fault it is has value for you. Very often, we go to our partner and we essentially say to them, if you would just be different, this relationship would be better, or my life would be better. If only you would change, my situation would improve. Now, regardless of whether or not that's true, it is a very blaming statement, and we're never saying it explicitly, but if you unpack a lot of the things you wish to put at your partner's feet, you'll find that it maps pretty closely over that blaming framework. Once again, this is the start of a low-quality conversation. It's an invitation for two people to debate who's doing something wrong and who's observing and understanding things correctly. Another calling card of a low-quality conversation is that you've had it many times before. You 
should take as a clue that you're in a low-quality conversation if you recognize that you've fallen into some of the same old ruts you've been in before with your partner. Similar points have been made over and over again. You've heard the same speech your partner give many times before, and your responses are also equally familiar. When you notice that you're in familiar territory and it's never been fruitful before to have this same old argument, it's a good time to take a break and try to identify with your partner, hey, I think we're in a low quality conversation here. What can we do to get out of this? Another element of low quality conversations is that they're often a power struggle between two people for who will receive positive regard, attention, and validation from their partner. When I work with couples, it's pretty common to have two people looking at each other, essentially saying, I need you to care for me. I need you to pay attention to what's going on that's painful for me, and I need it to matter to you. And their partner's response to that very often is, okay, well, I need you to pay attention to me and acknowledge my pain, and I'm unwilling to acknowledge yours until I know for sure that you will acknowledge mine. They've come to gridlock, and they're in a power struggle about whose pain is going to be acknowledged as important. And they're afraid that if they were to acknowledge their partner's pain, it would mean that their own would have to go unattended to. Essentially, two people have lost faith that they wish to care for one another. And that usually happens through a series of experiences. And it's a very difficult thing to break out of, but it leads to repetitive, low-quality conversations. It's difficult for couples to recognize they've entered this terrain But I encourage you to become observant about who is asking for what. And notice if you're both asking for something very similar. Of course, the details may be different. But when you step back from the details, one great calling card of a low-quality conversation is two people volleying a request to be cared about back and forth to one another with no one responding in the affirmative, yes, I will care about you. I will take care of your feelings and your pain matters to me. Probably the most common element of a low-quality conversation is that you'll notice the purpose of the conversation boils down to identifying who's wrong and who's right. In couples, it can feel very important for one person to try to persuade the other that they're not thinking about things correctly, that they're not doing things correctly, that there's a right way, and that I know what it is and you don't. So my job in this conversation is to convince you that I'm correct, and that there are many errors to your ways. Starting a conversation like this or steering a conversation into this landscape is almost always going to result in a low-quality conversation. This week, I want you to be on the lookout for these kinds of conversations. I want you to become an expert at identifying them when they happen, whether they're in your relationships, relationships you observe in media or movies or television, or whether you notice them in the relationships around you, maybe at work or your friends talking about the relationships they're in. Be on the lookout and begin to pass judgment on whether or not the conversations you're hearing about or participating in are low quality. Name them when you see them. Describe them to yourself and talk about what makes them low quality. See if you can pull out times and comments that are focused on identifying who's doing something wrong. See if you can notice when You're part of a conversation that seems focused on blame. Keep an open mind to the idea that blame may be much more present in your conversations than you would assume. Remember that blame is one of those things that people generally don't wish to be associated with, and so we don't talk about it much. And if someone were to say to you, well, you know, 
you're focused on blame an awful lot in your relationship, most of our initial kind of knee-jerk reactions would be, oh no, no, I'm not. That's not me. Keep an open mind. Become a blame hunter. Look for it. The more you can identify it, and I would attempt to persuade you that it's probably present more often than you're aware, the more you can identify it, the more powerful you can become in creating the kinds of conversations and connections with other people that you want. So it's time to begin to confront the role of blame in your lower quality conversation. And over the next couple of weeks, we'll talk about some fairly straightforward ways to increase the quality of these conversations, to initiate things in a way that give you a much better chance of connecting in the way you'd like. And when you find yourself in low quality conversations, how to extricate you and your partner from the damage they can do. Do you like what you're learning from Lightbulb Moments? Do you want to learn more about something you've heard? Are you struggling to create the kind of partnerships in your life that are rewarding? If you want to take your relationship skills to another level, BMP can help. We provide couples and individual coaching and therapy for people who are ready for something better. Our clients understand that in order to experience extraordinary relationships, they'll need to do something different. And we help them discover the adjustments that will change their life. Check out our website at www.bettermanprojects.com. That's B-E-T-T-E-R. M-A-N-P-R-O-J-E-C-T-S dot com. Email us to learn how you can get support in creating more of the life you want by building great relationships. Info at bettermanprojects.com.